So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast here with Janae Sound. We're going to ask her some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you to start the project? Um, Janae Sound was started kind of in a moment of like transition. I had just moved from Missouri to Maine and I just got married and I was like, I'm, I'm done singing. If it was going to happen, it would have happened. And Maine is like huge and big and beautiful, but I was so new and I was like, you guys got me karaoke or something out here. It just, it wasn't long at all before I got right back into it. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So congrats on your newest release, Feared. How do you feel about the response you've gotten to it so far? Thank you, Glory. Um, yeah. Feared has been so much fun. I, I was just so honest on that record about fears that I have. And I think right now more than ever, we all kind of like, have questions that are you know going unanswered and there's a lot of fear and so what's fun about that song is that it's like it's upbeat and it's you know it's a little dance bop and it makes you feel good but it's also um kind of my way of encouraging people to not let your fear paralyze you um and to you know face it acknowledge it and thank it because really you know my fear that i personified she just wants me to be safe and take it easy and that's just not my way. So I thank her for trying to keep me safe. And I'm like, I give you permission to leave so I can go crush these goals I've got. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah, love it. Uh, so you've got a couple singles out. Are these leading up to something bigger or is are they just standalone? Uh, yeah, these singles are part of an EP that I've been meaning to release. Um, and I just sort of like the single thing better. Okay. I feel like um, all of the songs in the EP are more like cousins rather than sisters, if that makes sense. That they're, mm -hmm. they're not all telling one story. They're and they're all different styles. Um, Break me down, diamonds and feared are just they're different different genres even. Um, and, and my goal is uh, to be a songwriter. That's what I love to do. And I used to tell myself like, you know, enjoy performing while you can because this isn't going to last forever. And I didn't know how right I was. And so I'm really <laughs> glad that I just didn't focus on the whole like release an EP and then tour to support it and I just toured anyway and um, released singles as I as I saw fit okay so these singles would not be going into an EP then you just continue I, I, I wrote recorded mixed mastered um, this EP and just decided to release singles instead so okay yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It yeah, probably yeah. doesn't because, you know, what I'm doing makes no sense, but I'm having so much fun. As yeah, that's all that matters. Fun. Yeah. Exactly. As long as you're enjoying it, like, that's all that matters. So, what is your writing process like, and how do you think it's changed since your first ever release? Um, my writing process is two things I try to write something every day. And oh. so, I give myself a lot of flexibility with that. Um, because the idea is to just be consistent. So sometimes that's me sitting down and actually writing something. A lot of the times though, it's um, me in the shower singing something or in the car singing and I'll like record a voice memo. Um, and then I have songwriting sessions. I try to do um, twice a month with some people that I really love and we try to make more happen with these tidbits. Um, I've built a team over like the last year or so of, you know, various musicians, an amazing sound engineer, um, Carlin Daigle, who's out here with me in Maine. And we just kind of do, we just kind of go for it. So there's that little path where we're trying to be consistent. And then 
there are times where I'm angry or like intensely happy. And like, the, I feel like the music just comes to me and it, <laughs> I feel more like a conduit rather than the author. But yeah, <laughs> it's just having fun and doing a little bit of something every day. Okay. okay. How's that changed since the beginning? Yeah. Um, I guess I have a team now. It used to just be me. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what band's influences do you think you can hear on that newest track? Well, I was trying to do a little um, Jamaica from uh, Led Zeppelin with that little swing kind of reggae. But I wanted to um, make it current, right? And um, Kevin Billingsley helped me produce that uh, or produce that with me um, at Halo. He's amazing. And literally, I could just tell him like the vibe that I was going for. And he really sat with me and helped me figure out which which instruments kind of brought that to life. So um, Led Zeppelin for sure. I like Gwen Stefani as well. I feel like it feels weird to be like, and you can hear Gwen and Led, Ze <laughs> Led Zeppelin because you can't. But that's who I love. And I hope that um, people can hear some of that in there. Okay. Sick. So you recently did a live stream that was organized in nine days. What was that experience like? And will you be doing any more sometime in the future? Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, it was it was fun. It was a lot of hard work. So um, yeah. I put together a black showcase to celebrate um, a holiday known as Juneteenth on June 19th. And um, it was a benefit for two um, local organizations that help empower our um, Portland's black community. So Indigo Arts Alliance and Black Owned Maine. And so from the day that I was like, hey, State Theater, I would like to do this show to the day everyone got to watch it. That was nine days. And so <laughs> um, wow. it was crazy. I produced the show, I curated it. So I picked all the talent and like, you know, I put the show together, right? So I figured out exactly what that was gonna look like. Um, and then I performed in the show. And for my part of the show, I um, had a socially distanced choir behind me on this like LED screen. It was so, so much fun to put that together and they joined yeah. me on diamonds. Um, it was just an incredible, incredible feat. And so many people were involved and we raised 10 grand and oh, I was looking like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Um, we had some sponsors, but um, they matched the individual donations. Yeah. And so we raised 10 grand and it, it just got so many views. It was so well received and every artist I picked was, you know, a person of color and had never played that stage before. And it was just, it was incredible. And I'm so blessed to say that we'll be doing that again um, next year for Juneteenth and hopefully for many Juneteenths to come. And yeah, I do have a live stream coming up on Friday. I'm performing at Maine State Pavilion Rock Row for their backstage series. And so they picked like, uh, a couple bands in town and it's happening like every Friday. This Friday is mine and we're all raising money for local food pantries and I am supporting Preble Street. They are involved um, in caring for our homeless uh, community here in Portland, especially in terms of like hunger, right? So it is my honor to continue to be able to perform in this in this pandemic. This is insane. I'm so yeah. blessed that I can do some stuff. And every show I've done has to been has raised money for someone else, and I think it will remain that way. <laughs> That's super cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so where do you see the project in the next five years? The project. Can you tell me what you mean? 
Uh, like like my my music or Janae sound? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Janae sound in five years. Well, it depends on what's open, right? I would love to tour again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully, opening for someone like on a national tour would be amazing. Um, I started a nonprofit called Coded by Young Women of Color, and I'll be um, teaching young girls um, how to code in Unity. And so that's kind of like something I'd love to see grow. Um, and let's see what else. I'm writing, hopefully writing for someone huge. Hopefully you can hear my stuff on the radio and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about singing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair, that's fair. Keep writing. So those are my goals. All right. <laughs> wow, okay. Cool. Oh. So for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? If I'm on death row, mm-hmm. hmm. I guess I got to clarify this by saying I'm not into corporal punishment. <laughs> in fact, Juneteenth, I partnered with Adovo to make sure that um, people who were incarcerated could watch the show as well. So it was oh. made available to incarcerated folks in 150 facilities nationwide. That's so cool. My heart breaks for those in chains. So what would I eat on death row and... I don't know. Let's change it to deathbed. I would definitely want some donuts on my way out. And Mm -hmm. I would, what would I drink? I would drink some tequila. I know those don't sound good together, but those are my faves. And if I only have a few few minutes left to chomp, chomp, and slurp something, that's what I'm doing. That's all it. I respect it, though. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh my gosh. Okay, just one? Okay, hold just on. Just one. Okay. Oh, oh no. Okay, well. <laughs> I want to go to Hogwarts, but like I also like <laughs> want to like be a part of Daenerys' team. Okay, that's fair. Um, oh my gosh, you guys. There's so many worlds that are better than this one. <laughs> okay, I will say I wish very much that I was studying at hogwarts and i want to be a slytherin so okay i was gonna ask what house you were in but slytherin. okay that's fair that's fair slytherin i need to, that parcel tongue right mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly so how about y'all oh i'm a hufflepuff so. oh yes yeah and i'm a hufflepuff but i have a gryffindor banner for some reason so i think i'm a little <laughs> conflicted but it's okay it'll be fine can i take a pass on this one i have not read enough of harry potter or taken any of those tests so he's okay, a gryffindor well, what world do you want to be in mister um well i'm like secretly 12 so diary won't be kid <laughs> so that'd be cool not gonna lie nice <laughs> nice cool so i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we have spoken to has said it's the most important question what's your favorite color purple oh my gosh it is Solid. the most important question thank you it is <laughs> i love me some purple and you know what i like all the shades like i'm not like it has to be lavender or it has to be like mm-hmm. you know barney purple i loves it all how about y'all Black. yellow oh, okay. <laughs> like i go for one of the brightest colors you want. black black <laughs> nice nice yeah um so as glory said that's all the questions we have today is there anything you'd like to plug 
that I'd like to plug. Um, yeah, check me out on Spotify, Play Feared. Um, watch me in the time to come for Sidewalk as me and some amazing educators teach young women of color how to code and see what we do with all this AR VR tech. And of course, please check out my live stream this Friday at 8 p.m. online on Facebook, Main State Pavilion backstage at Rock Row. And donate what you can because um, we'll be donating to Preble Street here in Portland, Maine. All right, that's super cool. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you both so much. Yeah. What fun. Thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Janae Sound, and we're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>